Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Happy Monday, March 6th, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. It's going to be a great show today. Very, very, I'm, I'm more optimistic right now than any time in my life. And that's a serious statement. So uh, we're going to uh, dispense with, we're not going to run the spot for the wells or do anything else that we might have. I'm going to, I'm going to play you some clips uh, by Trump from CPAC. Uh, it's only two and a half minutes of clips, but before I do that, I want to uh, read you a scripture that has been applied to President Trump. This is from Isaiah 45. Uh, different prophetic people have gotten that that Trump was was uh, a not the but a modern day Cyrus, according to Isaiah the prophet, verse 45. I'm going to read that in a second, but. Uh, many in the prophetic movement, not not just in our stream, but in many streams, if not all the streams, that were that were hearing that about Cyrus, were were agreeing to that. And I'm gonna I'm here to show you, uh, or give you some demonstration or encouragement that this is still um, this the the Cyrus anointing is absolutely on Trump, which you're about to see. But let me read these three screens, these three verses actually. This is thus says thus says the Lord to his anointed. They called Cyrus the his anointed, the same word they use for Messiah. To his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him. Remember that, to subdue nations before him, to loose the army of kings. In other words, take their take their armory away from him. To open before before him, before Cyrus, the double doors so the gates will not be shut. Verse two, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break the pieces in pieces, the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. Um, And I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, Cyrus, am the God of Israel. Isaiah 45 is one to three. So I'm going to play these clips and you ask yourself when you're watching, we've done the clips all together. So there's no break in between them. It's two and a half minutes. This is from this, his last speech. I think it was Saturday night at CPAC. Um, I think he'll be encouraging. He'll say, "Is this? Could this really be? Could Isaiah 45 and the Cyrus anointing really still be in play?" So here we go. Watch. And I will implement a four-year plan to phase out all Chinese imports of essential goods and gain total independence from China. We have to do it. We have to do it. I will hold China financially accountable for unleashing the China virus upon the world. We will demolish the deep state. We will expel the war mongers. They are people that don't get it, although in some cases they get it. They get it for their wallets. But we can't do that. We can't let that happen. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists. We will throw off the political class that hates our country. They actually hate our country. No walls, no borders, bad elections, no voter ID. We will beat the Democrats. We will rout the fake news media. We will expose and appropriately deal with the rhinos. We will evict Joe Biden from the White House. And we will liberate America from these villains and scoundrels once and for all. We left in disgrace. It was the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, in my opinion. And it probably is what caused Putin to say, wow, Trump is gone. This is a great time to 
take over Ukraine, right? It's probably a reason that that happened. But I stand here today, and I'm the only candidate who can make this promise. I will prevent, and very easily, World War III, very easily. Their reign will be over, and they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. Now, if that's not a Cyrus, it'll do till Cyrus comes along. I'm telling you, this as Isaiah 45 is absolutely in play. Um, you'd have to be not all that discerning to realize that. I personally believe that all of the people, even those that said uh, in the in the early days that he was a modern day Cyrus, and they kind of backed off because looked like he lost the election, which he didn't. He won by a huge majority, but it looked like that. So some did back off. I'm not here to criticize that. I'm here to say I believe we're coming very soon in time when all of us, all of our different prophetic streams are going to agree once uh, again that it's so obvious that Trump is a modern-day Cyrus and that scripture's in play and uh, and his uh, soon coming, you know, whether it's 2024 or hopefully even earlier than that, uh, look what the things, he, there's so many things I've, I've also heard. I'm going to play some clips going forward where he's promising to build, one of them, he's going to build 10 new cities uh, brand new cities that don't exist right now, and uh, it's amazing what he, what he's got planned. So very excited about that. All right, let's ask um, Johnny what his opinion is of these things too. He he did not know what I was going to present today. So without further delay, let's bring in uh, Johnny Endel Unfiltered. Here we go. Thirteen forty nine hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. So there you have it, Johnny. What are your thoughts? You didn't know what I was going to play. No, I did not. And I didn't hear any of those either. I was, uh, we may get to that as well on, on another event Saturday night. And um, absolutely, you know, this is something I've been saying, of course, it's 2016, it was March 2016, where while I'm seeing a vision where the Lord's letting me know Trump will win. And when I'm saying, oh, no, because in my own process, <laughs> I remember that. You know. Yes. And then it's out of that. Yes, yeah, there's an Isaiah 45 Cyrus call on him. And we've spoken into that, revisited again another time. But it's if you go through those verses and the assignment that's there, it is so key and connected to what is still playing, uh, you know, around the world. It was Babylon, the system there, the most powerful system and nation and religious empire as well that had to be taken down. It was the financial empire of the world. And you can look at all the, uh, the verses line by line and you see the assignment is similar now. even. If you understand history, the stuff that's not in the Bible, the tactics that were required by Cyrus in order to take down Babylon are similar to what I believe President Trump is having to do. And we know there was, you know, multiple prophetic voices, even prophetic voices who backed off their prophecies 
I think even some books written about the Isaiah 45 call. Yeah, that is true. But when it didn't happen, it's amazing if it doesn't happen in, in a, a, a timetable that, um, you know, seems normal as if anything's normal nowadays. Uh, people um, backed off of that. And it's amazing because just in the last uh, couple of weeks, Steve, I've met, uh, been connected to a young man, perhaps. Uh, we'll talk sometime about if there's yeah. a time to get him Sure. Uh, on Elijah Streams here, he's just about forty right now, and he is a uh, he is a seer and a dreamer, and he's sharing how I believe it was 2016, which again is seven years ago. Yeah, is um, he had this dream where the Lord told him Trump was his Isaiah 45 man. Really, he did too. And two things that were similar: he was not at that time he was not cheering for. President Trump, it, again, when you are influenced by the media and their perspective on him, you come out with, oh, he's a bombastic, maybe a little bit racist back in the 2016 uh, days. And so you, when you pick that up, you think this isn't the right candidate. This isn't the right guy. And and so he didn't even know what Isaiah 45 was until he went there. And so that was his dream. And he's had a series of dreams. So, Yeah. God has not changed his mind and the assignment is not done. And it's clear based on you're talking two days ago, that's him letting us know, letting everyone know he's not. He's I mean, not you know, it's like you look at him do that. And I'm going them is fighting words, man. He's he is completely uh, changed the, the dial or whatever it is. He, I heard him say years ago, he goes, I can be anyone I want to be. He's kind of bragging about himself. This is during the original campaign, I think, because they said, well, you can't say that because, you know, and he says, I could be anything I want to be. And I, I think he meant that with some confidence about he knows who how he works. But, Johnny, I personally believe, and I stated a minute ago, that I believe the prophetic movement, it's not like I'm saying they're all going to come to, look, we all, all of us got the timing off. All of us thought it was right now or soon or any day. Um, and I don't think any of us can pat ourselves on the back and say, we got it right. None of us got it right as far as timing goes, which which loosens us all from blame. If we put it that way and say, we're all going to agree on one thing. He's still a Cyrus and he's still in play. I don't know. I, I feel there's going to be a coming together of the prophetic movement. But any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, the, the way I don't think the timing has changed, if the timing being right would mean that the Democrats would not have been allowed to steal the election, um, then yes. But I do not believe that for one moment that he has stepped back at all, particularly in the eyes of the Lord, um, as being the ruling. I say it over and over, and this is the part I've never changed. He is the number one kingdom asset for government on planet Earth and has been. That has not changed. And just because there is a stealing of election, his influence is is so powerful. I think people understand that if he really was panicked about us losing, you know, he's older in life, even though he's maintaining his strength and everything. Well, if if he's nearing 80 and he thinks we've really lost the country, he would be justified in calling for a revolution and sure. saying we, we have to for, for my kids and for my kids, kids sake, we have to be willing and if he made that call, they would find out he is the man in power in this in this country, because not only is it in the eyes of God, but in the eyes of men, 
if he gave any hint or evidence that we have lost it, you know, he says we've lost it, but there's always this thing of they're working and something's happening. But if ever he just put on the desperation thing, it's like it's time to take up arms. We have to be willing to go. Like if he did that, they would find yeah. out. How he has he that did. level of uh, both authority and um, influence, I guess, would be the other word that 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 people would take up arms, you know, which we're not advocating. And I don't think he will. That's not advocating. His, we're just yeah. saying he, he has had that power to do yeah. that, and it's timing wise, it, that that has never stopped being the truth and the reality. In fact, the truth is he's probably held back because he's there. There are many who would have already made the move themselves and just risked the civil war or risked, um, you know, uh, taking arms. The fact that they know there's somebody there that could be doing something that's positioning. Uh, it's not that they're leaving in, in his in his hands, but it's it's part of the for him. That there's for him to make a statement. I can stop World War Three easily. That was a statement, but he's also he's making a statement. Um, he is he is communicating as well. Yeah, and there yeah. are things, you know, we'll see if it all comes out ultimately where. It'll be it'll be proven that again. It's if people don't know proof that election was stolen. I think anybody with any kind of common sense, um, following the data in any kind of way, knows that the last uh, presidential election that a man who can't get ten or fifteen people, even if they're paid, um, to come to his you know press conferences, Biden, and then Trump can get in forty eight hours he can rally a crowd of a hundred thousand anywhere. Um, he can go to a red state. He can go to a blue state. He can go to wherever he can go to a little town. He can go to a big city. He could rally that everywhere. It's like, you know, the eye test was there for us all. That was not, that's why I can't say we were wrong. There's no, we were wrong. What we were wrong is we didn't know that a steal would be allowed to this degree, that there would be coordination with the FBI, the Department of Justice, Congress, Senate, the Supreme Court, that all instruments of power in the country would have cooperated with that against the people. Every one of them has conspired against the people of the United States of America. And there is going to they are going to pay for that. They are not going to get away um, with that. It's amazing. Just I don't know if you saw it in the last 24 hours. I think uh, Steve is Pfizer is being sued in court for $3 trillion. Really? No, I didn't see that. Wow. And there are lawsuits by the thousands going on all over all over the world. And there are um, um, several nations. I can't remember which ones right now. They're taking on uh, uh, the medical industry of their nations and bringing them before court. And I think it's Japan that just announced that the COVID-19 thing was a fraud. Um, and, and so, of course, it's being squelched. Um, yeah. in the news and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, that stuff is still there. I mean, stuff that still makes uh, me burn is like I'm reading um, Novak Djokovic. He's the number one ranked tennis player in the world. And he's he has gone, has been brutal for the last couple, couple of years. I'm not even claiming he's righteous or anything, but he was thrown out of Australia because he didn't uh, couldn't right. do the Australian Open a year ago. He won this last one because he didn't have vaccines. And with what's known about the vaccination, 
He just requested, he wants to, wanted to play, I think it's the U.S. Open upcoming or some tournament in the United States. I believe it's the U.S. Open. And he requested uh, a waiver from the vaccine requirement to be able to play because he knows how dangerous the vaccine is. He even had Mark Rubio um, and, and uh, I believe the last name is Scott, Rick Scott of Florida, appeal to the uh, Homeland Security really? for a special pass for him. And they rejected it. And the, like, I don't know if people understand our country, Homeland Security is still wanting to force a perfectly healthy, healthy person help us, in man. this atmosphere with what's known about the vaccine, with what's known about the increase of cardiac arrests and deaths. And, and this is this even play. when supposedly they proclaim that the, that the pandemic, the pandemic is over, supposedly even Biden declared that. And they're still, as Homeland Security, trying to insist that you get this poison, well, this you know, bioweapon. The, the being free from it kicks in May 11th. So they've decided by May 11th you don't. So what's the deal? Why is it May 11th? Why is it not March 11th? Why was it not February 11th? If you already know it's May 11th, what's the deal with, with that? But yet yeah, the, the insanity, the criminality that's still running uh, rampant throughout the nation's uh, is amazed, but there is the pain is for the awakening, and so there is progressive awakening, and so there are lawsuits taking place everywhere. There are subtle adjustments and changes, and not so subtle changes being made through the announcement that Elon Musk is making through Twitter, for example, and many other things. But the Cyrus Colin anointing is still on President Trump, and um, we, you know, we've switched into talking about what God's doing. Uh, in other ways as well for the yeah. first few weeks here. And, and that's still a, a great focus because we've, but the Lord would not let me back off that point for a couple yeah, of years. Right. Yeah, no, that's over right. Over and over. So, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I look back and now I'm grateful that the election was allowed to be seen as still. And I think there's part of me that thinks Trump completely allowed it on purpose that when he could have stopped it through the military or something, he allowed it because we needed to see what, what crimes against humanity. We, we would have never seen that if the steal was prevented. We wouldn't have seen it. So now I personally feel like Trump is right now in the middle of his second uh, term. And I've had, heard people prophesy three terms and this maybe this is term two or maybe it's two more terms. But I believe when we look back, we'll see three terms one day. Uh, two, two or three different prophets, have, one of them started prophesying that uh, I never put him on the air because I didn't believe him at the time. It's like right when the steal happened, I, I said, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to put that on the air. Well, now I probably should have, you know. But. Well, the thing is, in this non-term, we have Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Yeah. Twitter has been turned inside out and now operates on behalf of the people instead of on behalf of the mafia and the criminals and the Luciferians. You have all kinds of other uh, adjustments being, uh, being made, some that can be told about, some that, that can't be told about. You have uh, Pfizer, and this is only one, again, like I said, being sued in court for $3 trillion. Crazy. And again, for everybody who's out there, if you've had, you're damaged by the vaccine in any way, you had a death associated with the protocol. Uh, the protocol for COVID was literally a protocol they knew at the top. Doesn't mean your doctor did, but at the top. But your doctors knew pretty quick. Because they were those that were treating a lot of patients, they knew pretty quick. Sure, they did. Not doing them good, but you were making twenty to thirty to forty thousand dollars for everyone, and every patient you could say died because of it. 
in your hospitals or wherever. And so there's a justice matter. It it may be a slow rollout. It's happening already, but it's going to it's going to lap on your door if you were part of um, the killing machine in some way. Do people need to join that? um, It must be a class action lawsuit, I'm guessing. Do people need to join it or will their benefits when it's finally paid off? Because it will be paid off, paid I don't I don't even know who did it. It's a, a quick okay. thing. You know, there's I know I believe the 19,000 doctors from frontline, the frontline doctors are also okay. involved in, in lawsuits. There's something I meant to get the details. Switzerland Supreme Court, um, what our Supreme Court tossed out, they just said, I think it was Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, you know, involved in telling on uh, on the covid thing. And they just ruled in agreement with him what our Supreme Court wouldn't. Again, that wasn't where I was going today, but I easily could have done the better research on that if that was was the point. So these things are happening everywhere. Amazing stuff. Well, I know I don't want to take your time away from you, so you got a lot to share too, but thanks for processing with this because that's that's going to be real helpful. And you know what? Keep praying for President Trump. I did hear Mel Kay came on and said uh, to the show last week, I think it was the week before, whatever it was, and she, she basically said, in so many words, look, President Trump needs to be encouraged like everybody else. Don't think he doesn't need to be built up and encouraged. So that was it. So remember to keep him in prayer. He's a brilliant, genius man. Like Cyrus, God picked the candidate that he prepared from birth. But that doesn't mean he doesn't need to be encouraged and built up. You know, so that would be my last thing. So, all right. Well, Johnny, I'll turn it over to you. Well, and it, it's true. Let's let's continue to, to do that. Lord strengthened him even now yeah. spiritually. Yes, um, even as we agree that we just ask that angels be. Uh, we know they're already around him in mass. Let another mass become yeah, come awesome. him, Lord. We ask you to pour into him, pour your Holy Spirit on him. Let these days of renewal and revival and and the whole earth be in an upper room. Let let President Trump encounter have his own personal upper room with the Holy spirit. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. This other focus we're going is related because we're establishing that God is using a man, just like he used Cyrus, just like all the prophets of that day from more than a hundred years before to a hundred years afterwards. they had to prophesy about him, what he did, because he was a key asset. If you think of God playing, yes, he was his key asset. So, that's the part we've tried to remind the people over and over and over that that's a key asset, but it's by no means um, the only asset on the board. And the Lord has his church and what he's doing in this thing, this awakening and revival um, and, and continued outbreaks that are happening around the world of his presence where it really is like the whole earth is becoming uh, an upper room, you know, everything yeah. all at once. And that was to remind that was, first word of the year for us here and and that this is what would happen i was even going back over my notes and looking at how i was talking that this is this next wave and we would be reminded of lonnie frisbee we talked about the the waves and the renewals that took place kind of the toronto pensacola 128 years uh, ago and then 28 years before then was the lonnie frisbee 1967 beginning of the jesus movement and now we have the movie Jesus Revolution yeah. that uh, come out. And I do want to talk a little bit about that, about Lonnie Frisbee. Uh, I want to talk about another movie that's um, coming out in um, March 13th. And I, I went to a premiere 
last night. I was invited by uh, Pastor Greg Locke, for those who, who know who uh, he is. He's here in the Nashville area as well. He's a, a, a interesting pastor. He's gained a huge following, particularly social media. And he exploded many years ago when uh, I think he was upset about um, he, I think he just had a handful, a thousand of uh, even social media followers and his church wasn't big at all. And um, and there was this uh, some ruling the Supreme Court did. He was on behalf of L- LGBT community. I don't remember what it was. And he's started it with I'm coming out of the closet. So there's like pastor comes out of the closet, but he's coming out of the closet from being silent to being okay. uh, resistant. And so he ended up uh, I think he's within a day. He had like six million. Are you serious? That's how he exploded. And so he has multiple, multiple millions that follow on all platforms now. And and so, in fact, I'll just go to that um, right now because it's fresh. It was a Saturday night. We we went there and actually you have a promo for it, which you may or may not see. uh, Steve is. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Come out in the name of Jesus is the name of the movie. And so it's going to be. Maybe I did see that. Let me correct that because Peter did send it to me. I did see that promo. Uh, That's probably what you're talking about. The trailer with the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the name of the movie has come out in the name of Jesus. Wow. So here's what's here's what's happened. So we saw it in mainline theater. The whole theater was packed out multiple screens. Really? Oh, yeah. And that was uh, that was for the for the opening on, uh, you know, Mount. Mount Juliet, northern part of Nashville. Uh, well, it's not, it's Metro Nashville, we'll say by then, it's Mount Juliet. And so it is uh, near where he has uh, a church. And um, this is, this was the, I guess the premier, the, the pre-premiere. So March 13, it will be in 2,000 uh, cinemas, 2,000. <laughs> This That's is, almost as many as Jesus Revolution was in. I think Jesus, I think they were in 2,500 or something like that. That's a lot. And he has all kinds of sellouts all over the place uh, um, already, from what I understand. And, and But go ahead and get it. But we'll have to tell you about it. So here's the deal about Greg Locke. He was, uh, by his own admission testimony, staunch Baptist, as you see, he'll say capital B-A-P-T-I-S-T. And he was a cessationist. All the gifts are done. The power was gone, et cetera, et cetera. And and but he's picked up on, you know, he was very vocal about uh, Trump COVID. He would not lock down at all. So he got all kinds of heat. They wouldn't let him meet in the building. So he got a tent. Then he's had to buy like three or four tents. And his tent now holds like forty five hundred or something like that. So his courage has been has been great. Even if you disagreed with anything else about him, you had to uh, applaud him for his courage. But about a year ago, he went through a major transition. Many people who have heard his name know about him, don't know. And and um, he was doing a baptismal live streaming because everything he's really used, learned how to use the you know social media and all that. And there's a mom holding her, I think, an eight-year-old girl and or it's a grandma holding her eight-year-old girl. And, and so anyway, there's he's baptizing the, the, the girl. And when she goes in the water. She's hissing at him and clawing at him. And 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 he and it was a demonic thing. OK. And so he um, he, he just hoped nobody noticed. And he went on to the next one. 
And uh, but he said he was so embarrassed. It, it changed. In fact, his wife called him out. It's like because his wife went to help out and find out. And, and, and he's she's like, you're just going to let her stay in bondage, stay in that. So she went and I don't know what she did about it, but it, it created a, a crisis moment for uh, Greg Locke where he was. He says, like, I literally was afraid of an eight year old girl. I was like, I've been wow. in ministry for decades and there's an eight year old girl that's clearly tormented and I'm afraid uh, to do anything. I don't know what to do. I've never operated in power and, and never done anything about it. So it led he and his wife on this whole search. And what's come out of it is they have um, they have embraced being deliverance, a deliverance ministry at a, a mass level. And he'll say now, I thought the big platform, he says, my platform is built on controversy. Make no bones about it. I he heard says, him say that. I'm glad to hear you feedback on that. So, yeah. yeah. And, and he says, and I thought it was uh, to resist COVID. I thought it was for Trump. He says, but, and then he tears up even. He's, you know, he's like, I, I know it's for this platform. And so because of his past, though, he understands the need for biblical solid foundation where believers will say, no, a believer can't be possessed and so he'll explain well it's it's the word is actually demonized and so you're oppressed to the point that it, it you know you have intrusive behavior intrusive thoughts and all these kind of things and so they have been operating in uh large-scale deliverance so you come to the tent and they'll just have uh, you know he's got a team that works works with him and this film that we just went and saw We'll just put it that way. Just go straight to that. It it will have deliverance taking place live on camera. A biblical explanation for it, and there'll you know spitting up that happens, throwing up, but they'll cover it. But it's it's like not it it is not been you know it's it's not been made nice and hidden. And he calling out he's calling out even the American pastors who don't who would resist it. Is saying, and he points out all the verses of Jesus when he introduced the kingdom when he came around. And he, Jesus' words himself when he said, when you see de- demons cast out, you'll know the kingdom has come to you. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And so that we've embraced a version of Christianity where, um, you know, spirit confrontation is not desirable at all. And so even to the point where, I don't know if you saw this, there was a controversy related to the Asbury revival in that somebody filmed a a deliverance that was taking place. And there was somebody that was, you know, thrashing and then somebody cast out the spirits. And so there was all of a sudden all these pastors around the nation that had been for the Asbury revival say that was clearly something like that was something wrong. Like, I don't understand if people need to read the new Testament and this is yeah, me. I mean, wow. That boy, have we come a long way backwards in our nation that, that you would see someone getting set free and you go, that's bad. I, well, here's what's happened. Steve, you probably remember back 20, 30 years ago. I don't know exact timetable where everything was a demon. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah. oh, and so yeah. we were, we were, you know, we were over on, on the other side and, and it may even been longer than that, you know, 30, 40 years. I grew up and there's a whole a movement that it was just expected that everybody was supposed to have time, what they called in the chair and you sat in the chair and they called out demons. And, and so everything was a demon. 
you know, I think it goes all the way back to if you remember comedian Flip Wilson. He was like, the devil made me do it. Right. So there was, uh, there's the devil was everything. And then we've just like done this huge overcorrection now where everything is counseling and everything is, a, 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 you know, a drug or a hormone that you need. And nothing's the devil. It's just you need another treatment. And um, and so mm. they're they're just full of testimonies right now. Uh, Greg in the ministry of people that they couldn't get better any other way. They couldn't stop intrusive thoughts. And there's people that were diagnosed with all kinds of things and they're set free now. And I am convinced they're actually going, I don't know if they wanted me to tell it, but um, they didn't tell me not to. So he's going to do a live there. As soon as the movie, you know, 2000 screens on March 13th, He's going to take about 30 minutes and do a live deliverance by a satellite. Wow. 2000 theaters. And I will tell you, the spirits will manifest and will show up. And and though I've been on both sides of this um, and I, I then there was so much of the demonic. I literally had to shut the demonic down when I would come to meetings because we're trying to release the blessing of the Lord. And so I would yeah. tell those that um, I would tell the demons don't manifest, but I've shared even that there is, there is a benefit of demons manifesting. And there is, uh, you know, there's where it can, there's too much of it, but what happened, I feel like our kids and this generation, they've, everything's an argument and it's not clear. And there is a whole, uh, a lot of this uh, reprocessing faith that people are doing is because there's not clear enough demonstration of the power of God. Yeah. And there's not clear enough demonstration of the kingdom of darkness. So the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness have not been shown in direct clash. And when you see that clash, and it's something when you see it, and and I may tell more of this, but you have to understand, I have cast demons out of a person that had green, when I rebuked the spirit, green foam started coming out of um, wow, their 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 mouth and freaky and Johnny, maybe, but yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen a lot of manifestation. I've seen the foam, but yeah, and, wow. and many, many, many more things. This was standard for when I would go to a. In fact, you know, we we have this huge testimony, particularly in the nation of Peru, where we helped the nation go from ninety percent extreme poverty rate to two point four percent in just a little over ten years. But every city or region I would go to, I, I, it, it, I don't say it made me mad almost, but I already knew like the first night of any event, particularly if I did open air, if I did in a, a, a stadium or a, a square or a, you know, a plaza, central plaza or whatever, um, the most demonized person in the city was going to come out the first night. And you just, you just knew that. Yes. It, well, it happened so many times that, you know, conversation with the Lord. And then what happened, it would be a struggle and wrestle the whole first night and then be set free. And then from then on, the rest of the time, it would just be wide open. And so, um, I, you know, I remember we're in the city of Pucallpa, Peru, and we're going in. I said, okay, Lord, they're going to come out again. I go, who is, what's the ruling principality here so I can expect who's going to come out? And he said sexual perversion. And so first night, we have a few thousand out there. And um, and so um, a lady comes in the middle of, I call up for, for healing and salvation. And 
she comes out in the middle and 100% disrobes herself in the oh, middle uh, of the thing. And so I had already told, um, I, I, I had already told leaders around there something like that was going to happen. And I said, when it does, um, I didn't know that disrobing, I said, there's going to be a demonic and it always happens the first night. I said, just um, usher them out. They were a little slow in ushering them out because there was, there's no, yeah, no clothes on. Yeah. And, um, and so there's more care that has to be, be taken. But, and then the Lord, here's the deal. I couldn't even just, whenever it was the principality was being hosted there, I couldn't just cast it out. I had to wrestle with them and it was going to take me too many hours if I had to quit my meeting and go do that. And so I had to uh, um, actually, because it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood powers and principalities. But the reason is because, and I told the pastors there, I said, you know why that spirit has access and can do this here? Most of you pastors are in immorality. And that was the truth. And it was known and I became known more than that. This particular region was so saturated with sexual immorality, it was probably 90% of the pastors were also involved. So you can't cast out easily what is, especially if the leaders of the body of Christ are there, you can wrestle with it, put it off, put it aside, and then you then you move move forward. But this was my normal routine when I would go to a place. I'm just going to have to face that. There would be people being set from de- demons all the time. And I, I've told this one before, but this is real quick. It got to the place where I know there's a there's a point where the people need to see the spiritual yeah. clash and confrontation. Yeah. They need to be aware. And then there's a time when they're aware and they know that I, I don't put up with it at all. I don't. There's a point where I used to talk with um, I talk with the demonized person, command it to speak the truth. And 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 there's a story that would uh, would I may tell that one too because I believe it's it's relevant, and um, and I'm talking about all this stuff because I believe we're about to see uh, uh, an outburst of deliverance going through this nation at minimum, and we're gonna this is gonna be happening all over, and it's a correction course because we've been overbalanced and we've been trying to counsel out and and and. Uh, what's the word pharmaceutical out yeah that which is demonic and it comes through repentance and it comes through closing doors of sin and we're going to learn not to treat so lightly all the things of ouija boards even movies and and i won't go controversial we probably have this conversation at some other time but there's particularly according to why you're watching the movie and according to the sensitivity of your own spirit uh i'll just throw it out there harry potter it, it's it's not so much that it's 100% clearly wrong or right, but according to what your spirit's like and why you're watching that. Oh. And there is a point where you open up to receptivity. I'll often watch some. I have watched uh, some Harry Potter, but part of it is you have to go. What is even as a watchman? You have to. What is what are people opening themselves up to? Yeah. What are they exposing? And so there's a, like I said, there's a reason like why you're watching something. Are you in this receptive? This is awesome. And I'm em- embracing it. And, um, but we have to realize all the way from, uh, yeah, you know, this is, we're more than a whole generation of bewitched and Sabrina, the teenage witch. And this has been being brought into us and be, being made fun and marketable through Disney, through films for decades and we're reaping a harvest, and there has to be, uh, oh. you know, a standard 
raised. So I was uh, I was with a, a, a mayor of a city, Sapulsoa, Peru, and it was the last day. And, and so he was thanking us. He wasn't even a believer. And he was thanking us for, uh, you know, the changes we brought to the region as part of the region, one of the yeah. regions, got the keys to the city and every other kind of thing. Uh, blessing that that came from that because of all the all the miracles and changes that came there and um he's just johnny i just want to thank you and ever since you began making these trips here it's changed and again we're in the open square there's a few thousand people and and while he's talking all of a sudden just about 50 feet from us and me there's uh, a scream you know uh, not a godly scream uh not a not a hunger for god not a joy of the lord it was something not good. And I look over. And so one of our leaders, um, one of local leaders from Peru, he's trying to cast out the demon. And so he's there. In fact, two or three pile up on there real quick. And she's just, you know, just doing all the stuff on the floor. And we're trying to, we're just talking a little louder with the mayor and trying to ignore it. Finally, I said, Mr. Mayor, going to have to give me just a second here. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so I leave, and of course, it just draws more attention to thing, but there's already like 100 or more, 200 people around in a circle around, um, and she's there, and, and, and again, two or three ministers are, are uh, just praying, but she's not stopping at all, and so I just asked him, I said, please leave, and, and so I just lean down, and I just whisper in her ear, and I whisper in her ear, and then, <gasps> She's 100% set free. She wow. stands up. And so I start going back to the mayor and I look around and the people are, are afraid of me. They're, they're, they're backing, they're backing up. And, um, and I said, what? Well, I go, what? Don't look at me that way. <laughs> and uh, I said, you want to know what I said? Yeah. And, I want to know what you said, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. I said, First of all, I said, you have to understand this goes with the message I just gave you because I had just given them a yeah. message, how light prevails against darkness. And I said, what happened is this lady got saved. She gave her life to Jesus tonight. I said, but last week she went to the witch doctor to get a healing and to get a, a, a healing from the witch doctor. You can get a healing, but you'll exchange it for a demon. There's a little deal that gets taken place. And so the Holy Spirit's inside of her pushing this spirit out because she has invited him in. And so what I said, I said, I whispered, I said, every demon spirit that's being surfaced by the Holy Spirit, leave now and leave quietly. And I whispered that. And, and so, um, and so we, we went back. And so that's generally for the last 10 years that I was doing all my traveling. That's what I would, how I would deal with, um, uh, is spirits. I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want them, you know, there's an, the, the initial scene was worthwhile there. There's another city near there where the former mayor showed up at my first meeting and he was totally demonized and he's running around half naked. And, uh, and so we went after that thing in him and it created that one. The Lord wanted, it was a setup. So, cause people saw what was happening. And even in that place, it, it allowed for a little mini message. It's like, yeah. this is what, because I was able to say, so this is what happened. When you go to the witch doctor, you are opening yourself up to the demonic. Even if you get what you think you're getting this. So the Lord allowed that for, you know, we'll say a, uh, a public display that 
had a teaching lesson as well. So we're going to have a bunch of those. And and really, we're going to see this is going to cr- create um, quite a stir in the church because mm-hmm. there is there's this this whole new like gay affirming leadership mm-hmm. in the body of Christ that's raised up. But you're going to start hearing from people who were delivered uh, and the supernatural deliverance is going to come in and they're going to be delivered in an instant from things that have affected and afflicted them for years. And, and you're going to find out, pastors, you're going to find out, those of you who said healing's not for today, there's going to be healing, there's going to be deliverance, there's going to be all kinds of things that are very serious, because this thing is going to come in with the fresh anointing of the Lord, the casting out of demons, yeah. the kingdom coming in for that. There's a step two that we have to go into, which is where you get your assignment so that the demons don't come in into an empty house after that. That connects with our seven mountain message. But we're, we're in a need, part of the wake up to the church, the body of Christ, even the next generation. Our next generation um, is doing a lot of um, opening the doors to the demonic, opening the doors to spirit realm, not understanding what's taking place. And so there's going to be um, a, a whole learning curve for the body of Christ, a corrective learning curve, something that was learned back um 30, 40 years, or some book about 30 or 40 years ago. Oh, uh, you see, if you remember this, I think it's called Pigs in the Parlor. I've heard the name. Yeah. Uh, was that by was that by James Ryle or is it someone like James Ryle? I think it maybe was. Maybe maybe was him. And again, there's a way this thing can go overbalanced because that's all casting out demons does, though. Even in, in, the, in the messengers, are, they're going to say this is the kingdom. Well, it is, it is a part of the kingdom. The kingdom ultimately is being salt and light in every area of society. And so in that, you take the same principle, wherever there's darkness, wherever the demonic is free to reign. Uh, and he's just like we've been admitting that he's been doing this in government. He's been doing this in Hollywood. He's been doing this in the White House. He's been doing this in Wall Street. You need not just an individual freed from demons. You need the whole area there freed of demons. And so you need those who have understanding of the kingdom of God, of how we're empowered and who he is with us. And so this is, this is part of what's coming. So I wanted to give a part of this as a report on yeah. that. This is, is coming. It's important. There's going to be, again, we're going to find out some of our, some of our kids, some of our relatives, some of our friends that have not been able to get, set free. Uh, this is part of what uh, Greg uh, Locke was telling as well. He's like, we're, we're preaching. we got pastors everywhere talking about the good life and the abundance and the joy that's there. And, and you have 90 something percent in the congregation sitting like, why, why am I miserable? Why am I bound? Why am I not experiencing what you're talking about? Yeah. And we haven't wanted to address the fact that there is a demonic realm. There is a kingdom realm that is infiltrated us and we have to, that is a part of, of the deliverance um, that we have to begin to showcase uh, for, on, for our own behalf, for our own yeah. families, for our own churches, but for society itself. And it's going to be part of the corrective thing um, f- for the church. You know, Steve, I'm going to, whether I get to everything, I'm, I've decided to be at peace, whether I get to everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, um, this is, these are the days you know, that things are just, the whoop. Not my microphone. These are the days, man, where things are just amping up in the church. I don't. I don't think. I think our 
our shows are going to be very, very full because God's speaking through all of you guys so amazingly. <laughs> it, it is. So I, there's some, uh, you know, I had written this before I even went this week. And it's funny, the Lord's been speaking to me about casting out demons. And, and just uh, I, I had written this thing on lessons that I've learned while casting out demons. And this applies to this greater story that we're talking about that you introduced the whole thing with President Trump and the Cyrus call anointing. And we'll 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 bring that in. Um, but this is when you take the time again, more than anything, I often will just I'm aware uh, that they're on the run. Again, I've cast out thousands and thousands of demons. Really? Wow. Yes. So this is. um we'll say massively old hat and it was just like coming into any new place it was just going to be there when we took ministry teams it was like part of the 101 you did not train your ministry team without telling them listen uh, there are going to be demonic manifestations the kingdom would come in there would be breakthrough anointing on us we'd come and it was just going to happen and so we would part of what we want to do is limit the attention the demonized could get. And so we had a system where uh, when that would happen, um, I'd say, if you've grown in authority, if the demons know who you are, I said, uh, because I would get called for the bad ones. Johnny, there's a really, really bad one uh, over here. There'd be five people praying and trying to cast it out and just making a huge scene. And I would do similar to what I just said. I'd walk up and I'd because when I push other people away, demons understand authority. Oh, wow. And you confuse them. If there's four, this is one of the lessons. If you're, if there's four or five people, often four or five people will team up and they feel the Wheaties together, but it's because you feel a little bit uh, unsure of yourself if you're by yourself. It's like uh, me against this um, demonized. They take advantage of this lack of clear authority. And so they understand clear authority. So when I have other people back up, um, sometimes I would let them do it if I feel like they're learning, learning because uh, you can admit you can eventually beat up a demon enough to make them leave. We'll, we'll put it. I don't mean physically beat them up. Yeah. But there's I resist you, bind you and all that. And there's enough where, where you got to go. But I'm letting them know I am taking authority over you. And so um, and so I, I would say, you know, if I needed to, I would say, look at me, because that's one of the lessons I learned. If they have to look at you, you you've you've made them lose power um and so you know so when you tell a person look at me the demon has to look at you through their eyes is that the yes. deal yeah. yeah i would say look at me you're coming out and um and if i but in these type of meetings the anointing was so strong i didn't even do that i would just go and say in the name of jesus leave her now quietly and it would just be <laughs> it would be sudden as as can be and so but this was just this was just oh you know this was just common 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 if i did those type of meetings it would still be common 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 it still happens when i go to uh live meetings even without trying that the demonic gets you know it gets displaced anyway and so when you give people hope when the power of god comes in they're getting set free of other things but Here's what I, I don't know if you've seen this. You've been a part of doing this, Steve. But the last demons, like if so, I've also done the long delay. My dad actually taught me the long delayed system because I was involved with my dad casting out demons when I was eight, nine, ten years old. Really? 
we were on the mm. mission field and he's the one that would get called for nobody else. No other ministers, no other churches did it. And it was my dad and whoever he trained under him, because my dad was honored as the man who brought the things of the Holy Spirit to the nation of Peru. Jeez. So you had all these demonized people. And, you know, I, I remember there was this man that his older brother had to build, had to build a shed where only he could, um, where only he could, uh, he was the only one that could go see because his brother was so demonized that he would, um, you know, he would attack the people and, and they're super, when you're, when you encounter a demonized person, they have super supernatural strength. They, they, it takes four or five people off often. That's, that's why people, it's a normal thing to get, okay, let's get four or five people to hold them down because it takes that much. They have supernatural strength and all. And so, but I remember, um, you know, my dad take, I, I would follow him. He would take authority and, and, and so, but a demon, when it knows, when it doesn't want to look at the person as authority looks for someone to resonate with somewhere else. So it looks for fear. Oh, so wow. it would look over at me. And, and so I would be eight, nine, 10 years old. I'd, the blood of Jesus against you devil. So I had, you know, I just knew you had to fight. It was fight or, or, or go down. Uh, um, That's you, good. You feel the, the intensity. So I, I have, it's not just in my ministry, but it's a history of way back that, that we had to be involved, but in casting out the last demon, if you did multiple, the last demon was always the strongest and they push out the stronger demons, push out the weaker demons. And um, they attempt to convince you at some point that it is done before the last yeah. one. They're oh, okay. Thank you. You did that. That was so great. I'm free now. You go, yeah, really? they relax. The, 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 the person yeah. relaxes and believes they're free. Right. They believe they're free. Well, it, it well, yeah, they're because they're still deceiving the people yeah. that are involved in it. And of course, that was part of my my growing in, in the in casting out demon spirits is getting the people that were being delivered, get them involved in the process and make them even when I discern the name of the spirit, I'd say, now you tell it to go. Like, are you sure? Do it. I'd tell them the name of the demon. I'd say, tell it to go. And they tell it. I don't they scream and shake. I go, did you just see how much authority you had? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it strengthened them. I said, anytime he tries to come back, just remember, uh, just remember what happened here. So you have, cause if you just do all the work for them, you can have yeah. some nice people be like revolving doors of, they just, the doors open and, and they never do the, re at some point you have to resist yourself. But, um, so for instance, I want to tell, and I feel to stay on this just a second. Sure. This was in the UK. This was kind of the, when the, the outbreaking, the vineyard, um, you know, from Toronto, the father's blessing is what, we, what it was called. And I was touched by that. And I began traveling. One of the places I did was uh, the UK. And this was um, really before I was doing my own. I went with, um, I went with some people and um, we were in a meeting and, but they were calling me, um, even though it wasn't my event because they were seeing that I had, um, I was very comfortable de dealing with the demonized people. And so, uh, yeah. so I went and there's like, Johnny, there's a really bad one over here. And so there's a young lady, I don't know, maybe 30. And, um, I, and part of what you do. So this is the, this is the deal. This is for those, this will be some pre-training for those who yeah. are going to do this more. 
one of the ways you get them to weaken you, first of all, you don't be afraid. Let it know it's your authority. You're standing. You're taking authority. And then look at me. So that way they know, yeah, I am taking authority. I'm saying I have the, uh, the power of the believer. In my name, they will cast out demons. These signs will follow them that believe. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm a son of Jesus Christ. And I am taking authority. This is who you're dealing with. And so it becomes clear. Then the others, they, they, they try to look away and they're trying to look. They're trying to find resonance with fear or something in the room. So you don't look at me. I command you in the name of Jesus, look at me. And so you 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 keep that up. And and then once you, if you get them to say their name, you have further weakened them. Okay, so there's like stages of weakening. And, and generally what we learned growing up, this is in the under my, my, my dad was, you know, sometimes it would take forever. I command you to give me your name. What's your name, devil? And and it would they would <clears throat> they would fight and they wouldn't and and then when you finally weakened them enough they'd say their name and then once they said their name it, casting out was the easy part okay this is so now this applies to everything we're talking about right now once something is revealed the authority over it is quick That's so good. why are we in a great awakening. Why are things being revealed? That's why I tell people you're misreading. So you can misread a situation. You can see a person getting delivered like, oh my goodness, there's demonized people. No, there's somebody being set free. Yeah. Totally different perspective, isn't it? It's totally, so this is what's happening. We're having these things. We're fine. What government is actually been trying to kill us and cheat us and do all these things? Yes, yes, yes. Like, oh no. Oh yes. This is a stage right before deliverance Right before freedom is where they have to say who they are. They can't hide. They have to show. The enemy's power grid is all built around hiding, around being occult. That's what's the word mean, occult. What's the occult? The hidden. While it can remain hidden, if it has to surface, then it's it's just the next thing is go. Get get out of here. So anyway, this is sort of the we're, we ended up doing, we're yeah. doing a little training on, on, on the yeah, demonic. really good, Johnny. Really good. Talk. But so I come to this lady. And so one of the first things you come in mind is like, okay, well, I wonder what spirit this is. And, and so I just lean over and, and, and she just looks up <clears throat> like bad eyes and everything. And I hate you. I've that seen was that one. <laughs> it's, it's I've seen that one, and it sort of freaked me out. And, uh, and the other time, I'm thinking, are you just trying to compliment me? Because if you hate me, there must be something good you see that you can't. Well, anyway, I, I'm sorry, well, I don't mean I to laugh. Like but... a, oh, really? I said, let me just, a wild guess here. You're a hate demon. Ah! <laughs> so what you find out is hate demons, hate. Fear demons, fear. Lust demons, lust. So there, there are there are demons for for these things, and so um, so it was already it's not good hiding at all. This is the first lead demon. So what the hate demon comes out really quick, really easy. It's just like forced That's to good. reveal itself. And then you know, just for people to hear this, so the moment it reveals itself, you say, "Get out in the name of Jesus." I say, "Go now in the name of Jesus." Okay. And and what would happen then? <laughs> there would be a coughing. Yeah, that would take place some people allow it to go to and i think uh, they do allow it to go whether you spit up something actually throw up and there's people take buckets and and it's vile and it's real yeah. but i learned i don't have to do that they'll start doing it and i go i don't i don't want you to make her throw up just leave 
It's like, be and, quiet and come out. Jesus said at some point, be quiet and come out. I'm thinking, yes. yeah. So you can kind of take as much, like if you're trying to make a point, there is something, and this is, and sometimes a person has to remember, and they remember, I actually coughed and puked out something, because the enemy will try to lie to you, like it really wasn't something. You're like, no, it was something. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And and so that that's what's what happens. So anyway, we went, uh, and, and I remember, I don't know if it was the next demon, but almost right after that, there's <laughs> it's like whimpering. And I was like, okay somewhere between obvious and discernment, I go, spirit of fear. Ah, in the name of Jesus, leave. And so same thing goes. I began having conversations with the young woman as well. And and I've been asked, I'll ask her, I'll discern it, like the hate and the fear. And I'll say, what what is that? And she knows it too. She she's getting revelation on what the name of the demon uh, Johnny, is. Johnny, is this the same woman that you just got delivered of? Uh, let's say the first thing we just talked about. All hey. of a sudden, yeah. So it's the same woman. Now this is the next demon in her. Is that yes, how, this okay. is the next demon in her. So I'm telling okay. because there's a learning curve to what this is all one one woman. And then um, we get rid of the, the spirit of fear. And then what we often say is there, there's a moment they either start manifesting or you say. Next demon manifest in the name of Jesus. And but in this case, they were just they were they were just sequentially happening. Mm. So I had the hate, then the fear, and one looked like hate, one looked like fear, and the next one just starts cussing up a storm. And um, and so I said, Okay, let me guess, you're a demon of profanity. Ah! <laughs> and um wow. so again, there's a little instruction teaching. Here, I understand part of what the church culture has done, particularly the next generation. The F word is no problem. Quit being a religious nut, and we can say all these words as well. And there's just two things about that. One, well, maybe three. One, the scripture says not to be profane. Two, you can know that that's not going to be allowed in heaven. Profanity mm -hmm. will not be allowed in heaven. So on earth as it is in uh, is in heaven. And I have, it's not the only time I've cast out a demon of profanity. So you're like, at some point it is demonic. And so like, uh, it, you know, it doesn't mean, it, it, it doesn't mean if you let a word out of your mouth or that. Yeah, I was going to say that you're, you're, it's not likely that this woman once or twice a month, let something slip when she hit her hand. Uh, it's, this is probably something that's really gotten a hold of her. Right. It so, controls her. Yeah. That's the difference between when something goes demonic, it, it generally is intrusive and it controls you, not at all times, but no. in, in weak moments, either in weak moments or when anointing moments come. So we have this progressive uh, uh, thing going on. And again, there's the coughing, the jerking of the body, and and uh, and we just advanced. I'll, I'll shorten the discussion, but I think we were about three hours on this one. Whoa. And, um, and again, part of the early stages of me doing this was a learning curve and, and, um, and then there was time for it and I wasn't doing something else, uh, like instructing on the seven mountain message, our assignment in every year of society. If you already have from the Holy spirit, what the target is of what he's wanting to do that day, then you just, you just know if this, if, 
Sometimes it is what he's doing. I need the people to see authority over demons. So then we do that. And um, and so that there's a real clash of, of kingdoms. But we were getting now, we were getting now to, like I said, the real stronghold ones. The ones, these other ones have been being they're pushed out. This happens all the all the time. We've just seen it forever. The 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 more powerful demons push out. Now I want to apply this even, you know what we're talking about, rhinos. Uh, and, and just even what Trump had to address, there's like, there's a, you, you, you first of all think of who the worst enemies are, the visible faces and whether you, you put that as the, the Clintons or, uh, Soros, Obama, and then you learn there's somebody behind there, somebody behind there. And then the rhinos you thought were on your side, then you, you start, what? I thought he was on our side. And then it, it progressively, and, and so part of the reason there's had to be this whole delay and exposure with what's taking on, uh, taking place globally, is that, you know, if you want to say the stronger ones force the other ones to to be revealed. And so, again, this woman, you're like, oh, wow. So she has problem with cussing and hate and fear. Wow. That's why she's possessed. No, that's that's not the core. That wasn't the, the main deal going on. And then. We get are you to, saying? Are you saying they were the smaller demons because they the were core, the smaller demons? Okay, and I'm about to go to what the bigger demons okay. were. So, all of a sudden, um, I'm commanding them to manifest, and they're taking just a little bit, and and then there's all of a sudden you hear, and and um, and the demon speaks because if people don't know, the demon can speak through the person, but you can still find the person generally as well and speak to them and then you have to tell the person that that was the demon who said it not them um and and so because it's the 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 way the enemy works to deceive and confuse and so the demon then says oh she is very uh embarrassed about this one and um and i and i had to tell the girl by name i said listen that's a demon speaking i said i know who he is he's a spirit he's a demon of shame ah so you say his name. So it was shame. So now, okay, behind the hate and everything else, there's this thing of shame right there. And um, and then what comes out of it, as she we're having conversation, and she sh- shares basically there was a situation, a stepfather incest that he he caused and all that, but it mm. confused her. So now we're talking shame, incest, and then we're getting, and then we just there's one left. Okay, and this last one doesn't want to come. And she's been able, we've been working with the girl. And I said, Who's I no longer had to ask? I go, Tell me who's next. And she says, It's this, it's this, it's this. And then we get to the last one and she's not telling me. I go, What's the matter? Why aren't you telling me? Like, I've just always thought this was me or thought this was me. So she feels like she's talking to a part of what's her identity now and she won't and she can't say what it is and so um we're going around this and we're strengthening her we're praying for her you can do it did you see the authority you have here all you got to do is say this uh spirits uh, tell who the spirit is just tell just expose it and it's going to come out and so um uh, um it's not happened. No, all of a sudden, I get it. I get a word from the Lord what it is. And so I just look and I said, could it be schizophrenia? And when I said that, 
the the demon in there. We oh, wow. are not coming out. You oh, know? wow. Wow, Johnny. Gee. Not to be scaring people or listening. Yeah, you're pretty good at that impression right there. <laughs> Scary impression. Wow. I was able to see my face. I was like, that was a bit scary. So, and wow. um, and so there was a sudden serious, I am, n- I am not coming out. I go, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. And so um, then I, I tell the young lady, I said, all you got to do is say the name and it's gone. And, and she, but it's hard. We have to strengthen it. We have to pray. And, um, and so. Johnny, would you tell people what, what was, why was it hard if you identified it and she wanted to be free? Why was it hard for her to say, what was she'd she been told? I didn't know that she'd been the doctor for many years. They told her, I didn't realize she was diagnosed schizophrenic. Okay. Okay. And so that's, that's so her she identity. Thought it was a me- she thought it was like a medical condition. Yeah. And this was her identity. Her identity mm-hmm. wasn't a hater, a profaner. Uh, her identity was she was a schizophrenic. I didn't know oh, that. Wow. And so I'm telling her, it's not just an identity. It's not just, I'm not saying in all cases, there can't be some situation that brings that on from mental trauma or whatever. I'm just saying, this is the way this thing came out. We're going to find out nowadays. There's a lot of things we think, well, it's because this happened. Well, this happened and the demon came in. Obviously what happened to her is she's raped by her stepfather and all kinds of things happen and she splits off. It's too much pain for what happens there. And so a schizophrenic thing comes in. So we need to be uh, uh, set free. So finally, she says, I said, listen, let me just show you how easy it is. Schizophrenia, schizophrenia, schizophrenia. It's no big deal. Say it. And then the demon speaks. He's making fun of you. Uh, You know, it's crazy thing because they're both in the same. I am not making fun of you. I'm telling the demon, not as strong as you think you are. Schizophrenia, schizophrenia, schizophrenia. And I go, say it. And so then she says, and she finally just lets out, um, not even strong, schizophrenia. And there was a ah, big, the loudest, Gee. you know, more everything, deliverance. And she jumped up after that. Goes, and what was the deal? Oh, John, I'm why? Free. Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you out. Well, just the, the end of that, then get to this, like, it was done. And she stands up. I am free. I got feedback on her months later. How's she doing? She's doing great. She's still getting, you know, counsel to help her, but it's been sure. just night and day. Uh, Cause you have to fill that's part of, you know, the, the scripture says you cast out, you don't just cast out and leave it empty. You have to fill it back up with the Holy spirit and good things and all that kind of stuff. What was the deal about? Um, I mean, obviously you, you got the formula for lack of a better word that she needed to identify with the word. Why does her saying the word itself without, she doesn't, because I've seen people do it where they say, tell it to leave, or, and so they would instruct the, the patient for, for the person being prayed for to tell it to leave. But you're, why did just saying the word cause the deliverance? I mean, if you even know. Well, the main reason is because I, I set that as the parameters. Okay, because you, that was the parameter. Okay. Okay. I, I, I said, basically, I was telling the demon without going that next step. Uh, I just like, as soon as you hear your name, you're gone. Okay. And um, as soon as she says it, you're gone. And I could have, without her, I don't know how long, 30 minutes, an hour, I could have just commanded and insisted and insisted. I don't know how long it would have uh, taken. That could be one of these coming out by faster praying. If you're 
fast and prayed up at a real high level, you can do them quickly. But to get it works better to me anyway, because she had to be the one. She it has to be something that remains in her memory. Yeah. She identified the spirit. She heard the spirit talk to me about her, and it wasn't her. And and um, say, look, he's making fun of you. And so there's a conversation. There's all these things that go on record for memory that help her maintain. Yeah. And I can imagine being the the one being prayed for that. If that now that I understand what you're saying, you set the parameters. She will always know she cooperated with her own deliverance. She will always know she was part of the solution instead of just a victim being. I mean, it sounds I, I can identify with that. It sounds like I just need to have it explained a little more. Wow. Yeah. And I think there's, a, again, a learning curve for the body of Christ to come from what's going to be um, what's going to be is happening in more and more of our revivals. And yeah. again, the pastors and leaders that want to clean out the revivals so that deliverance doesn't take place. Um, yes, you don't want it to have to take over a, a, a beautiful visitation of the Lord. If the Lord, what he's doing in the place is a sweet thing. I understand. And there's ah. You need to have something in play, somebody either with quick authority to deal with it instantly or have her removed to a back room and mm-hmm. go for the deliverance there. You don't because that would be something uh, I did. I began to discern is that the demons would want to have manifestations uh, or whoever was ordering them in my meetings. When I'm when I'm doing I'm ministering the father's love, the father's yeah. power, the father's healing and their uh, father's healing. And they're trying to change. Uh, change the whole mood of, of of a meeting in direction of that. So that's part of the discernment that's going to be required moving forward. If that's the point, what I like what's going on with Greg Locke is he's like, we're having full deliverance, our tent meetings. I mean, uh, I believe it was uh, January 1st or, or, or December 31st, their tent holds 4,500, and they had 2,000 people more. They had to open the tents. There was like 6,000, and this is for deliverance. And so there is mass deliverance uh, taking place. Crowds are coming by the hundreds and thousands to be delivered. They want to encounter the power. That also tells me, oh, my goodness, we have way overcorrected. Now where we have a whole generation doesn't even know about these power encounters that are supposed to happen. And so this, uh, this, this is going to be a reality that takes yeah. place. And and is his testimony, or you, you've seen the movie, is it his testimony that, okay, if 6,000 came and most of them wanted deliverance, I mean, is there a sense where most of them got it? Or how, what would you say? Well, I believe from what I saw from the movie and from what I understand, they basically, because as even their, their teachers and trainers and what I've learned, the demonic realm is very legalistic. And so, They'll say, all right, um, so you repeat after them, if you agree. Every demon of, and you, whatever, you say, lust, perversion, you know, they'll, they'll name them, and you state uh, as well. So back to the point. You state it. You say it. But you also, also tell, generally, you also tell it to leave. Yeah. Leave in the name of Jesus. And so they just an unending stream of, of these. And some of it happens by discernment, what the Lord's doing. I mean, they were taking on oaths, Freemasonry, uh, um, oaths you had. And so, and then all of a sudden they all do that. And then there's, there's, you can be delivered just like that. 
uh, it was addressed and there's no manifestation. You can be delivered from that. So that's probably the majority. I mean, they would come against blood oaths and all that. And would they in the same meeting come against generational curses, generation, everything? Wow. They're coming against. It's honestly, it doesn't hurt anybody. I think that's what even people who've been around for a long time go. This does not hurt me to go there and target everything and say and tell every demonic thing that's may have a hook still in me somewhere. And and, um, and again, think of it as being oppressed by just think of yeah. it as some claw animal hanging on you that you just want off of you yeah. rather than it being something that possesses you and is telling you how to run your life. Um, so you're just like, yeah, let me get rid of these critters if you want to uh, uh, say, let's just get them off. But some of them, it's it's so deep. It's so part of their identity um, that it can create a major um, a major situation. You know, and I don't by that. I don't know that it necessarily means that the, the bigger the manifestation, the bigger stronghold the enemy had. I think because you can you can be in such a moment of faith. That you can, um, I was literally talking with the pastor that was there two days ago, how he learned what was going on there. He went into a room and did a self-deliverance and he oh, said wow. he was screaming and yelling and uh, he had demons manifest. But he just, what he learned there, he just went and he took care. He just did a self. Uh, well, I mean, that's a, that's a question a lot of them didn't even ask. But I, uh, I would have said, because I believe you could speak against your own demons and tell them to leave. But you're saying that's a thing. You can self-deliver. You don't, if you're alone and you feel it, you can self-deliver it. You don't have to go find a pastor. I mean, in some cases it would absolutely require someone with authority. Uh, but yeah. but on the other hand, there's something about, I think he, he, he was in that anointing. He saw it. There's something yeah. about being in there first and being maybe partially delivered. And there's just more. And I just think, for most people, just to all of a sudden, oh, I can uh, and do that, that, that it probably may not be enough. Um, but but I don't want to limit as well. If it becomes clear to you, because um, there's there's something even in, in the way I think his team is presenting and preaching and telling how things come in, how they what they feel like, what they're doing. Is this an intrusive uh, thought you feel like you can't control it are you and so there is an identification with things that are being that are being said that tell people oh that's you know it's a moment of truth that's me that's it we got to be set free we got to be set free from that so yeah i think this is um this is good but i see like i said i think i see this applying to the bigger picture of the awakening we're talking about and why this thing is delayed so long just like because that was kind of, I just was seeing that as I was going over these things over the last several days is I was remembering even some of these encounters we had. And there was a big, strong, like it's a big, powerful demon, one uh, one that would be schizophrenia. Uh, and I've actually dealt with that in other places as well. Um, that's a powerful one. And so you had to, you couldn't just go there and, and and you know, we, we had to go through the, the demons that are being pushed up first. But think of that towards society. What's being uncovered? What's being discovered? Yeah, we're finding out about the even Fauci's and Soros and Gates um, are beyond what we thought maybe before of the Obamas and Clintons. But then there, this thing is a continual reveal of the enemy who's hiding. And he wants to. Uh, I, I meant to tell you that that was before the schizo. No, I'm done. It's, I'm free. Thank you. And it's like, 
bah! it was just it was so hollow so not true and then i was like uh, and i asked the girl the young lady i was like uh, are you free um no is that yeah i didn't think so um <clears throat> there's so sometimes they will tell you something that you're you're you find yourself unable to discern for sure they'll tell you if they if the thing is cleared out it, it can happen it happens in yeah. you know different ways everything to do with casting out demons is a messy thing but there are certain principles yeah. uh, uh, of authority and advancing you can but i was i was now applying it to what we're seeing god is doing a mass uh deliverance of society as well and so there is the enemy is being forced to reveal himself so that's why we're like as soon, every time there's a new reveal it's like oh we're in worse shape than we thought no you're in better shape than you show every every time there's a new reveal and we have reveals in the body of christ that are going to be coming too and it's going to seem like it's a horrible thing mm. and and it's not because the stuff that hides the longest is really the more dangerous stuff yeah, the worst stuff with the most power most likely i don't want to make too exact the analogy but it really is uh true is what the holy spirit was showing me there's a real um system to uh, systematic approach even to how the demonic operates whether it's in a person in a city in a nation in the seven mountains and, and they'll go ahead and push out the other ones and you think you're on oh this person's been struggling with rage their whole life and and it could be but then it's like where did that thing start and then you you find something often, you find something's hiding behind rage and wants you to believe it was rage right it's like well and behind most everything if you get there is something done to the person that's okay. the deal it's, wow. there's something done to a person is often where the whole thing started and and it's still you still have to you know get rid of it. it's Lonnie Frisbee his story coming out right now and and there's um uh, wow I'll, I'll i'll jump on onto that there's a whole third of what we were going to talk about we'll save for another time but um you know so the movie i'm just going to make some comments on the movie jesus revolution i don't know if you've seen it steve yeah oh yeah i've seen it i watched lonnie frisbee uh, uh i've watched him preach since then <laughs> i've watched or i listened to it i guess it was but then I've watched his best friend tell about his life story. Maybe you've seen that one. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to be honest um, here. I thought it was a good movie film. I was actually, it was sent to me by uh, directors, producers, and and I have resisted um, actually um, going on the record and endorsing it, even though it's a good film. Um, it's because I, I feel like I know too much of the story. And I know... So the money came from Greg Laurie people and Greg Laurie. And so it makes Greg Laurie and uh, Calvary, uh, Calvary Chapel and Chuck Smith uh, look better. And that's fine. They're taking out for that. There are some good things they did. But the flame carrier was Lonnie Frisbee. And there's something about, I don't even know if it's 20 or 25 years ago, the Lord spoke to me. I, I preached to our church. We were pastoring then. I said, the Lord showed me that Lonnie Frisbee's name has still been dishonored wow. here on earth. And there's an honor to come back to him yet. And, and he's dishonored because he died of AIDS, which clearly implies that he was involved in 
Well, even if it, do, it doesn't for sure mean you're involved in homosexual activity, it could just be drugs. But um, once you know the story, and I know a lot of the story, and by his own testimony that he's, he's, he's given, in fact, I'll just throw out uh, a name of during these days to hear from John Rutke. I don't know if you ever met John Rutke. You that's know the him. one. Yeah. That's the one I watched his story. He told the story. Okay. He'd say he's my, he was my best friend. So I know the story. Yeah. that one. He was a best friend for years and was there at the end. And um, I think he said his wife was Lonnie Frisbee's best female friend as well. And, and so, but here's, here's the deal with um, Lonnie Frisbee. You know, he was born with a club foot, his dad hated him, mistreated mm -hmm. him. His stepdad hated him, mistreated him. Um, he was a slight, he was a creative, slight, tender spirit. The enemy knows when someone's a tender spirit yeah. um, as well. And then they had a, a male babysitter that was, you know, it started just being like, wow, was the attention his dad didn't give him. And then it just went into molestation for years. Mm -hmm. And so, and then he gets, you know, he's he's a messed up kid and he's on drugs and he's out on a mountain in California, California. And one day, yell, if you're really God, reveal yourself. And he was even on drugs when it happened. And God reveals himself, radically saves him. And so Lonnie Frisbee is the, the, the character, the person, the Jesus movement, 1967. There is no such thing without Lonnie Frisbee. That's he's right. the carrier. He's the one that baptized hundreds or thousands uh, in the ocean there. And he carried, you know, his little, was it five, six, 130 pounds, little frame he had. And, um, but he carried a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And there is no Calvary Chapel movement without Lonnie Frisbee. Um, Chuck isn't, Smith, the, isn't the vineyard movement pretty much credited to Lonnie as well? Yeah, the, yes, that's next because calvary okay. chapel even vineyard john wimber was part of calvary chapel right uh, as well but there is no vineyard movement there is no calvary chapel crazy those are huge uh, movements. apart from lonnie frisbee they have both weeded him out he's so controversial especially back then he's so controversial because of the way he uh, ended that they you know they have had to weed him out of their history but literally so calvary sad. chapel was just a handful of people uh, a discouraged pastor not going anything Lonnie Frisbee comes in and he brings the power and he brings the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't mean he's healed of everything that happened yeah, to him. Yeah, that's the craziest thing that people, including me, have had trouble with that over the years. But, you know, that my having that kind of trouble is gone because of my age and watching and listening. But, but God hugely delivers him and yet doesn't take care of all of those. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's I'll speak into that some, yeah. well, some understanding into that. But then, yeah, John Wimber in the vineyard, it was, you know, there's a mark. The handiwork of God is clear with John Wimber before then as well, some of the setup. But he knows, everybody knows who knows anything about the vineyard uh, history. It was in Yorba Linda, Mother's yeah. Day. Um, what was it? 1980. Year? 1980. Yeah. Mother's Day. And, and so Lonnie Frisbee says, come Holy Spirit at the end of a meeting and, and the place 350 people are, you know, out and shaking and everything else like that. And the vineyard became something new ever, ever since then, yeah. both those two movements, there is no Jesus movement. There is no Calvary chapel. There is no uh, um, vineyard movement without Lonnie Frisbee. And so, um, you know, that's why a movie that ends up 
kind of patting on the back the pastor or somebody else, I'm saying, I'm sorry. Um, and, and they're praising the pastor a little bit for having had to deal with this controversial figure that, you know, God somehow used. And so I like that there's a ten- Here's what's a, a plus, an upgrade for Calvary Chapel. An upgrade is finally admitting any relationship with Lonnie Frisbee. Like there had yeah. to be enough oh, wow. time go by. So I praise him. I praise him for that. I applaud them for not hiding that completely because if it's just, it loses all um, credibility if you, if you hide that. But um, this, this really connects us a little bit about Lonnie Frisbee, even in the demonic and all that kind of stuff. Cause he, that's the demonic showed up from what I understand. He literally is the one, uh, you know, he mentored Greg Laurie and he's the one that saw him and he was a demonized mess. And he, he spoke to him on the beach there and essentially delivered him and then uh, you know whatever Greg glory of good followed is is from encounter with with Lonnie Frisbee but what the body of Christ didn't know how to do is like we were just saying what do you do with someone who has that kind of brokenness in his past you're not even allowed to talk about it you're not allowed to do anything and and here's the deal Lonnie Frisbee um was not properly treated. It, I'm sure it was hard to pastor. We know it was hard for uh, Chuck Smith. We know it was hard for John Wimber. And um, it's just always hard to pastor somebody that has that much charisma and anointing, but it really was anointing. And because um, it was just childlike like stuff. And, and so they, uh, but there's some things, just my judgment, it was, it was unjust. And so he was, you know, he was made to, um, be, he, he was particularly within the Calvary Chapel movement. He was, um, abased. He was made to, he was the one that brought the whole change that turned this tiny insignificant church into place of thousands. And they're yeah. making him, making him park the cars sort of as yeah. for something. And they're giving him no money and they're, and he didn't have a heart for money at all. He, 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 he needed to live. Out. He needed to live. They were they wouldn't even allow him, you know, bills to be paid. He, it was the craziest thing. No, he's living by faith. He's living by faith, but there is no, and he had this thing once he started in, in minister, ministering is like offerings could not be picked up because it's like, no, you can't interrupt. You can't interrupt what the understand. Holy Spirit is. He had yeah. such a thing for the Holy Spirit. And that's what he kept presenting. It was like the third person of the Trinity has not been listened to. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. So you have this tender spirit yeah. that that is mistreated. He's mistreated by spiritual leaders. And there's uh, there's a whole interaction he had with uh, Bob Mumford and the shepherding movement yeah. and all that. And the way they try to micromanage him as well. Not saying it's easy, but in that. So what happens is when you're mistreated... And you're a tender spirit and you're a prophetic like that. It's it's easy to uh, it, there's rejection and bitterness. And so by his own admission later yeah. in life that a, a root of bitterness had come in. But when you're in rejection and bitterness and you feel like you're not really properly being uh, even cared for by your spiritual parents, um, there is this thing that you revert. It's in it's in those moments because Lonnie Frisbee would say you can read all the way to his stuff. He said all the way down to his deathbed that he never considered himself a homosexual. He never considered himself gay. He was it was that, um, you know, there would be moments of when he's feeling uh, 
in the in the rejection, the oppression, whatever else. And so, but it's it's a lesson for us today. I feel like this is what one of the takeaways for us now, uh, Steve, is that there's going to be we're going to have carriers of the flame that are going to show up now. See, we we love we we like about Asbury, nameless, faceless. There's nobody mm-hmm. there. It's under no. But here's just the reality of history. There's always somebody who's carrying the flame. Yeah, and, you can't. You can't. It's like when Paul Cain used to prophesy that it doesn't really, of course, this is an obvious statement. It doesn't really mean the people won't have names or faces. It just means it's the movement isn't all about uh, everyone that's rising up. But it, but at the same time, you're saying at the it, it doesn't mean that there's not some who do, in fact, become known as carriers of the flame. There's no such well, thing as a totally nameless move. Nameless, faceless means how they start out. But as soon as someone carries the flame enough, they will cease to be nameless and faceless. It's just a reality. And we like we've liked the idea of Asbury and it showing up in different places. And that part's good. But there's there's going to be carriers of the flame as well. So these are just I know we're over time even as as well. But I just a a couple of points here as we go into this that I believe are are important. And. uh, and this is something to learn from the whole Lonnie Frisbee experience because his own thing, he had to say, listen, wages of sin are death. At his deathbed, he had to say, you know, he was involved in sin. He was perfectly straight, clear with the Lord. There was no, he didn't die, you know, if the idea is he died of AIDS and he was hellbound. No, he was not. He was good with the Lord. His body was racked with pain and with the full-blown AIDS and everything. It was a horrible situation. But he was right with the Lord. He yes, was loved yeah. by the Lord and, and he was right with the Lord. And uh, but he had opened up to bitterness and he had engaged in sin and those two things. And if you're a flame carrier, if you're one of those, that's going to carry the flame. You do either one of those two things. Uh, this is a Lonnie Frisbee story is there for a reason as well for us to learn. And uh, and I feel like the Lord just gave me and this is going to be so quick, four quick things. For these um, these nameless, faceless ones, again, they're only that until it becomes until people know that they carry the, the the flame, and that was the reality of Lonnie. Why he went around everywhere, everybody wanted him. They wanted him to grow their ministry, and and it, you know, in many ways, he was kind of pimped and prostituted throughout the body of Christ. And so oh. this is uh, uh, in that kind of way. And so it, it's it's a sad it's a sad thing. It happens all the time. And so um, how to mess up being a carrier. Four things, how to mess up. Conversely, how not to be one who messes up, how not to be unworthy of the honor. Number one, if you become a head case, believing you're God's greatest gift on the planet. So just don't let the pride and arrogance hit you. I'm speaking to somebody out there who's going to be a carrier. Mm. You've been called, you've been prepared, and you're part of the new, you're part of the next. Number two, don't get hijacked by big names in the Christian world. Don't let who you are in your ministry get co-opted or hijacked. That's a huge one, man. That is so huge because someone would feel so good if some big important name person would say, why don't you come along with our ministry and we'll take care of you. Then you can just use our name as a ministry. Oh man, that is so full of crap right now. You know that you, and you know that Steve, you know how that that's the biggest thing. Don't get co-opted. Don't get hijacked by big names in the Christian world. Don't think this is a promotion. Not everything that's famous means it's higher anointing. 
most the most famous is not higher anointing. Wow. And so it's just something to get used to. So the money, it can never become about the money. Yeah. That's number three. The money, the fame that goes with it. Beware, beware, beware where that starts pulling you. A false prophet biblically was not one who gave false prophecies. False prophet was one who fell in the error of Balaam means he could be paid for ministry. A hireling is one who does it for the money and you get there step by step, little by little piece at a, uh, you know, a piece at a time. And, and Lonnie Frisbee really uh, for years, that was his, he, he was, uh, I believe, I don't think he ever got prostituted about the money. He just wanted to pay bills at some point. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it ever became. Well, I think this, his best friend said that he himself, if, if the spirit had moved really big, he would he would refuse to take an offering at the end of the church because he didn't want to prostitute the Holy Spirit. Like, okay, I, we just did this now. Give us a lot. So he would refuse to take an offering under that, which is very you know telling about his good character at least in that way. Yeah. So, and number four, maybe it's related to all the rest. Don't think there are sin exceptions for you. And um, and I'll, I'll say that again, and I'll explain if it needs. Don't think there are sin exceptions for you. There's, I've watched this, I've seen it up close firsthand. There are people, because the gifts and callings are without repentance, you have a gifting and anointing, and it stays on you even when you're in sin. And for you can, the biblical examples of Samson, even while he's sleeping with Delilah, and she kept toying, what's the secret? And he would say this, and they say, Samson, the Philistines, and he just broke all restraints, and he would take out, you know, 100 Philistines, he, he still had strength while he's sleeping with her. But then he said one day he did not know the spirit of God had left him. And so there is this thing is um, I've, I, I just can't tell you how much I've run across. This is where someone says, well, you know, the Lord knows I need more. As ridiculous as this sound, there is people, there's people, multiple uh, anointed people who thought the Lord knows I need more than one even sexual partner. And and that, you know, this height, this is just part of what goes. And he understands me. Obviously, he understands me because the presence is still there. The yeah. power is still there. Do not be deceived by that one. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you will also reap. So do not think there are sin exceptions for you. Maintain the purity of what's going on. Flame carriers. Be worthy of the privilege that's there before you. Let the story of Lonnie Frisbee let you know two things. One. How amazing one little slight person who's been wounded, how much God desires to pour into them and through them. And God can use little old you no matter what you've come from. That's one part of the story. Part two is if you do these things, if you let yourself be hijacked, co-opted, fall into sin, all these things, it it not only messes you up for a long time, it it's you know a black eye for the body of Christ. So we're going into amazing, amazing days, but we need to learn from our past days. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, Johnny, thank you so much. Um, we do have, I'm going to tape another program here in about a little bit, an hour or so we're going to get going, but I appreciate it. Johnny, would you just pray for the people? Um, you covered so much territory. Man, I, I don't even know how to encapsulate it all, but just pray for the people to absorb everything you've said because it's so good today. And right, Thank you, Steve. Right before I do that, I also want to um, take a moment just to recommend you know okay. elizabeth does this ongoing series choose love series she's been yeah. doing a long time and we have that on our rumble for restore seven and or you can look at elizabeth enlow um youtube 
are still on YouTube somehow, Restore 7. And and it connects to what we're talking about because it, this is not, um, it, this is just where the rubber hits the road. Yeah. It's how to live the nine to five world from the heart as a kingdom player. So she's always going to take you into heart matters, into deep matters, into things that motivate you uh, and, really and you and your relationship with the Lord. And so you want to learn to love going deeper with him. And she's just great at, at taking us there whenever whenever she does. So I just want to recommend that and a steady diet of that for for those. It, you know, choose love, choose love. There's so many ways, so many angles how we choose, choose love. It's choosing him over and over in these type of situations, what we're talking about as well. So, yeah, let's pray. Lord, I just thank Mm. you for what you're doing in our time and in our day. And I thank you that you are doing an amazing work all across the world. And even a word you gave me that I hadn't uh, shared is that, you know, if we will do our little part, you're going to take care of the big part. And in that I saw it as a vision and I saw, here's what it is for today. Do all the right little things I will take care of the big things. And the, and the vision I saw is he was wearing a big white hat. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has his team. He has his white hat team. But uh, his white hat team uh, is, you know, it's not just the white hats that we would consider the white hats, the known white hats, we'll say, in the military or wherever else. He mm-hmm. has his white hat team. Some white hats, nobody knows their white hats. and But he's saying, listen, I'm going to take care of, of the bigger things. This is a moment in history. I have intervened. I have, I have put even, um, you know, I put my man Trump as a Cyrus and there is this whole thing. I'm bringing attention again to this name Frisbee and Lonnie Frisbee. And and it's just coming to me strongly right now. Frisbee is something that learns to function in the wind. You work with the wind. And that's what Lonnie Frisbee brought. He was sensitivity to the Holy spirit. It's a time for the Holy spirit to visit. And even right now, Holy, Holy Spirit, as we're with these ones that are watching, you who uh, who are able to touch everyone at the same time, I just ask that you will release your presence into every yes. household, into every place, every car, everyone that's listening and operating and watching right now. Let your wind come in there right now. And I ask, Lord, anyone that right now just needs deliverance from something oppressive, of an oppressive spirit, spirit of oppression, just lift off in the name of Jesus right now. If that's you, you just tell that thing. Say, oppression, lift off me in the name of Jesus. And right now, you're going to find yourself set free from that. So in the name of Jesus, we release that freedom so that oppression be broken off. Other times, we'll go into more of these. I hear the Holy Spirit say, we'll, we'll, we'll do more of these as as, uh, as the time goes on. But thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, the encouragement yes, you're releasing to your sons and daughters. Release yes, your power on them right now, Lord. The kingdom of God is not only in word, specifically says is not in word, it's in power. And so, Lord, we ask that your power would be released to everyone watching right now, that they would begin to reverberate even in their physical body from the top of their head to the sole of their feet, that their yes, body sir. would begin to reverberate and experience your electricity, your presence, your power for such a big day as deliverance as we are experiencing now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, quick reminder, David Herzog will be with us uh, on, let's see, that is for 
Julie, I think it's for Wednesday. I believe that it's tomorrow. Paul's saying it's tomorrow. I get the we're recording. I get confused because we're recording it this afternoon. You'll see it tomorrow. David Herzog. Some of you will remember uh, at the Christian inaugural ball in 2016, or I guess it might have been. It was probably the eve of, so it was 2016. I mean, it might have been 2017 because the inauguration was about to happen on that on the next day. And we were in D.C. David Herzog was at the table with me. He's a prophetic seer. He's he does conferences all over. You saw him for a few minutes last week or the week before talking about Asbury and the 300 people that got saved in Israel. He's got a, a heavy anointing. Uh, the next day on the, at the inaugural breakfast, which was another meal, uh, he got up and prophesied. The president hadn't been signed in yet and hadn't been sworn in yet. And he went up and prophesied that the president was absolutely going to move the embassy from uh, where it was to Jerusalem. And uh, the Jewish people there... God, he said, no one has ever prophesied that or said that. You're the first person. And of course, as we know, it happens. That's the level of anointing he carries. So do not miss David Herzog tomorrow. God bless you, everyone. Thanks again, Johnny. And we will see everybody tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.